Hey guys, welcome back to the Delta Flyers. We are a weekly podcast where we will be reviewing and uh, talking, discussing and chatting and reminiscing about Voyager episodes from the pilot episode all the way to the very, very end. Of course, the Delta Flyers is comprised of myself and my co-host, Mr. Robbie Duncan McNeil. Hey, Robbie. Hey, guys. How are you? Obviously, we also offer bonus material and bonus segments on our Patreon feed. So for those of you who would like to check that out, please go to Patreon, the Delta Flyers, and check out all the extra goodies that we have. Um, So on that note, for those of you that are with us on Patreon, we're about to play a little game of What Do We Remember? And for everyone else, we'll be right back with our recap after this break. All right, so we watched Parallax. Yes, um, we did. We just watched it. Uh, that was, uh, there were so many things in that. It, it came back to me. We had a thing on Voyager where a lot of episodes, we'd, we'd take away like uh, a funny scene that where it was f- something funny happened when we were filming it or someone made a joke. And for years after that, as soon as someone would say a line from that scene, we'd all laugh. And there's, there's some scenes in this episode where I remember we would make that joke for years on the set, like Beltran would quote the line from a scene in Parallax, but I had lost track of exactly what the scene was. It just became funny because we would say, you know, he would say it all the time when he said, warp particles. Right. That's, but- that's that moment in the, in the briefing room with, Balana, I'm getting ahead of myself, but with Balana and and Janeway, yeah, that um, warp particles line Beltran would do for seven straight years, and it would make me laugh, make everybody laugh. But do you you don't remember the other half of it? He and I, it was he, Beltran and myself. I would play Janeway, he would play Balana, and yeah. we would go through that. We would go through the dialogue, You'd and together we would say. Warp particles synonymously together. Yes, so yes. that was that was definitely something that, that went on and on. I forgot um, th- that was episode two. Yeah. Episode two, like right yeah. off the bat. So I, I was right in that Ensign Carey did get a bloody nose. That was the very, very, very first, first shot. Scene. Yeah. Um, and this episode is directed by Kim Friedman, who we talked about in the prior episode, was the one that sent us the video, uh, the package, the FedEx package, telling us that we need to learn how to shake properly. Learn how to shake. Yes. Now, let me just talk and, about that for a second. Mm-hmm. It's way too much in this episode. There's a lot of shaking. Oh way over the, here's the thing. In the, in the pilot, I think we underachieved. We weren't yeah. really doing much of anything. And I noticed it. In this episode, it was like an overcorrection because mm. the camera was going crazy. And like, can I just say at one point it was shaking and there was a stunt guy who did a backwards roll on the floor <laughs> Like as the camera shook, you saw him literally doing a backwards, like a roll. And then the camera came up to Tuvok. And I was like, what? Like, no, you can't just do backwards rolls and pretend like the ship is, no, no, no. So it was too much in my opinion, the shaking. And the other part of the shaking is, if you're gonna do that, as soon as the shaking stops, You've got to recover for a beat. You can't just go, ah, I'm going crazy. Anyway, <laughs> uh, now we're back. Like, it was, it was just disconnected, so. I, it I'm needs gonna, to be transitioned. Yeah, I'm not going to give a preview of my winners and losers, but okay. 
All right. I'm just going to say that uh, this was too much shaking. Okay, go okay. ahead. So if we're going through the first thing you see in sickbay, you see and carries on the, on the clamshell bed and um, Tuvok and Chakotay are there. And they're talking about how his, his nose is broken in three places. And, and one of the things that really bugged me about that, this scene was that I felt that the amount of blood that was applied, fake blood on this guy's face, it, sh- it should have been just all the way down the front. It looked of his like face. it was painted. It was painted on like, like a Fu Manchu like mustache. And I felt that really, this, he should have had blood all the way down his chin. His entire uniform should have been covered in blood. I mean, it, it should have like a prosthetic of a swollen nose. Cause when you break your nose, it looks, ugly. it looks horrible. Right. So, you know, and maybe they were trying to, you know, not scare off the kids or, you know, they didn't want to be too, too jarring. But to me, that, if it's three places broken, let's, let's, look let's make it look realistic yeah um and the doc was did you notice the doc was really like i don't know if that was a direction from kim friedman to knock to to push ensign carry down multiple times for comic relief or if that was more the doctor bob picardo thinking this is going to be really funny if i just kind of like forcibly keep pushing him down hard to know know? it might have said you know he sits up again it might have said that in the script and right they may have right. imagined that. So, because as an EMH, if he's a medical hologram, wouldn't he just? Wouldn't he realize like, okay, this guy has major injuries. I'm probably going to be more delicate with him instead of shoving him down every time. You know, it was yeah. kind of like for comic relief. Yeah, and and I felt well, that was maybe pushing it a little bit too much. You know, I thought the, the other thing I noticed that. right out of the gate was the aspect ratio of what we filmed. And, and okay. the aspect ratio, I mean, uh, when you watch a, a CinemaScope movie, it's a very widescreen movie. When you watch really old TV, it was in that three by five or- Four by three, three, right? Four by three ratio. Yeah. I don't know the numbers, but we were shooting on film. We shot film the whole series. So 16 by nine, is that what we it shot the entire- by nine, no, I think we shot four by three or like the aspect ratio of our show, and I didn't notice it on the pilot so much, but this time I did, was the was the shorter was the screen. Mo- it was the really screen. yeah, which is funny because it just looks it makes it look a little more old fashioned rather than cinematic. Like now you look at an HBO show or Game of Thrones and it's widescreen and it looks very cinematic. But we filmed with film cameras. So how do you, yeah, but, I mean. But they would, they could format it for televisions at the time and they weren't, uh-huh. high, they weren't high def TVs. Oh, so okay. Before HD TVs, everything was squished. And I noticed that right out of the gate. I was like, oh, wow. It feels a little old fashioned. Huh. So if someone was to digitally remaster the DVDs to, you know, higher quality, can, could they change the aspect no. ratio after the fact? No, no, because on film cameras, what they called it was a gate. So there's literally a physical thing that the film goes through, gets exposed, and then continues on. Okay. We had a, we had a four by three gate or whatever the right. number was. And right. then you'd have a, a wider gate for CinemaScope or oh. by nine or eight, you know. And that's why they always say checking the gate at the end of every shot because yeah, they the want to see if there's any hair or anything in there, right? Yeah, or, it's like the, the film comes through the gate, holds, yeah. takes a picture, and goes 24 times a second. Lots of photographs, right? So the gate is what gives you that exposure onto the negative, the film negative. Gotcha. Okay, good. All right, we got to get into this plot. Let's do this. I was excited to see Seska there. I forgot. Yeah. And also the tension between Chakotay and Tuvok in the hallway, right? Yeah, that was, out. that was uh, right out of the gate. 
I mean, I will say globally in this episode, to me, um, there was a lot more conflict than I remember and a lot more conflict. I I think that in hindsight, we should have found things that really brought us together instead of amplifying so many things that made us have conflict. Right. I know. And I know conflict is essential to drama. There was too much conflict, I think. Okay. Um, I didn't have a problem with it. I, I, and I, it was nice to see the introduction of Seska, a character that many people enjoyed. Um, yep. What is interesting in Seska, uh, Martha Hackett herself in an interview talked about how they dressed her in the wrong color uniform. Did you notice that? She's, wearing, a, she's, she's, wearing, a, she's wearing medical green, right? Medical and it's, green, yes. But in reality, she's the gold color in every other episode after this. So. Oh, that's so funny because when she was sitting on the bridge and she's sitting over there next to me and she had on the green and I'm like, what color is that? Yeah. And by the way, I never noticed the pips on all the maquis. Did they stay that way? They stayed that way for what I recall. Yeah. I, I, I The whole series? Sure. No, I think at some point it changed because I don't I remember the maquis thing the entire Because there are pips in this. I was... I, yeah. I, I don't recall that being so different, but yeah, a field commission pip or that's what yeah. Rebecca said when we were watching it. Like maybe it was a field commission because I don't know. I don't know the rules of pips, right? But it definitely um, different. Yeah, and then did you notice that Balana? You know, when he, when uh, Chakotay goes to visit Balana in her quarters and she throws that that bowl out there, um, she called real- him. She called him Chuck Chakotay. Yeah, she called him. I wrote it down phonetically. Actually, yeah. she. Chakote. Chakote. It was a very, I don't know, traditional sort of sounding, speaking his name. And we, we never continued. We never said that. And it's funny because we actually, I, that's, I stand, I have to correct myself on that. We did say that in the episode, uh, Living Witness, a future episode where that was our sort of mirror episode where we were the evil Voyager crew. Uh-huh. And, and we all said Chakote there. So we, we, we pronounced it differently there. Really? Uh, yeah. And I also remember the other time that, that it happened off camera was, you know how on the bridge we got really bored. So yes. oh, I yeah. would, uh, we would do a lot of funny things. And one of the things I started was, we did the river dance on the bridge. So I started doing the Irish dancing. You that was joined when in. river dance was like the biggest phenomenon. Everybody was talking was about huge. river dance. It was a big mm-hmm. deal. Yeah. Yeah. So then we kind of lined up in line in front of Kate because she's Irish. So we thought, hey, let's yeah. do this dance for her. So it was Beltran, myself, and you. We were doing this river dance thing in front of her. And then Kate made the joke that Robert's character, you're, you're Irish, uh, Chuck. O-tay. So she separated his name to O apostrophe T-A-Y that he was an Irishman. Yeah. So that to me was kind of funny. Um, um, opening right. credits. Uh, did you notice that Janeway, when you see the mission, uh, when she does the captain's log, she has a cold. She definitely has a cold. You can hear this nasal. She's like, Cap- start date, blah, 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 blah. And it's very nasal. Oh, I didn't see that. Uh, yeah. Something you can't correct, unfortunately. Um, briefing room. Uh, this is a lot of conflict. Oh, yeah, so much conflict. And even like when Neelix came in, and 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 I I don't remember doing this, but I guess I was sort of flirty, like, oh, I'll give the girl, the lady, my seat. Yes, Neelix stepped in, and I gave Neelix like a bad, nasty look. And I was really, why did I do that? What was that? That was weird. Um, it was weird. Well, I think the bit was, oh, there's Paris going to be the ladies' man and offer the lady his seat. And yeah. then Felix gets jealous and steps in between 
where Paris is stand, like steps in front of Paris to kind of. What, did he react that way? Did Neelix react that way in a jealous yeah, he way here? Of, yeah, he sort of noticed her sit down and looked at me and then stepped up. And I, uh, but it was like, it was just too much. It was, I don't know. I, all of that yeah. stuff I'm feeling as I look back on it, like I wish I had just relaxed Paris a little more. It would have been yeah. fine for him to be like, sure, take it. Yeah. Like, I don't know why. There's so much conflict. There was just a lot of conflict. Right. Attitude. Everybody had attitude, you know? Yeah, and that was the, that briefing room, we're trying to, def, they're trying to figure out who's going to serve as what position on the ship. And, yeah. and uh, I love that line by Neelix. What about that electronic man down in yeah. sick bay? And I thought that was hilarious. That was you were made a, a field medic. So field you medic. A, I know, everybody calls a field a nurse medic. on the show. But uh, you're not a nurse. You're a field medic. I'm a field medic, which is yeah. much more complicated. And yes. At the academy, I took two semesters of biochemistry. Yeah, I didn't know that. Look at that. You were pre-med. I was pre-med, basically. Yeah, you were me. You were me on the show and what I was in real life. And you know what's crazy is that I didn't, I forgot to mention this in the last um, podcast we did, uh, episode, but uh, like you were made a field medic, you got your field promotion to lieutenant in the first episode of Voyager. And Ensign Kim didn't get Jack for the entire seven, seven years. years. Are you the very first episode? The prisoner becomes Bam. a lieutenant, junior From jail to lieutenant, lieutenant to J, lieutenant JG, and field oh, medic. God. And uh, what was the other thing? Okay, well let's keep going. So yes, let's keep going. The first time I heard in this show when Neelix started a story, you know, I once was in a galaxy and saw <laughs> he used to always have these stories. You know, that was the first time I remembered in this episode him, you know giving us his adventures in the Delta Quadrant with, well, yes, I was once near this planet and right to these people. Right. That was He's funny. a smooth talker. You know what I'm saying? Because like the first thing that happens when he walks into the briefing room, Janeway say, this is for senior officers. And he's like, well, I am the senior Talaxian on board. Yeah, and Kess yeah. is the senior O'Compen on board. So it was really, okay, you're speaking a smooth talker. Speaking of Kess, so when Kess walked into the, into the sick bay, yeah, she opened the um, doctor program. She said, "Yes, emergency medical holographic system." She said, what? "Computer, she... please activate the emergency medical holographic system." I never you heard, heard system. Yeah, she said system, and I don't think we ever called it that again. Or no. you know, I don't know if that was. Yeah, it, usually oh. it was just uh, emergency computer, medical hologram. Yeah. Emergency medical hologram. Period. That's Hol- it. She said. Emergency medical holographic system. Right. And I was like, what? The character that, that was going to be the least used already in episode two is getting this character development, right? Where she says like, you know, doctor, you're, you're, you seem quite sensitive. And he's like, oh, okay. And then yeah. she asked his name and all this stuff. And, and I kept thinking, wow, <laughs> he's getting all yeah, this it's, attention it's, already. <laughs> well, it's interesting to see when a character has the opportunity to play those highs and lows that you really get a more three-dimensional character. And I think it's one of the, one of the things I'll just say for me that I wish I had found more highs and lows. I feel like I was, like I said last week, I was playing Paris with what I thought they wanted, which was right. this guy with a chip on his shoulder and kind of, right. you know, swagger and kind right. of a, kind of a jerk. And right. um, I think I, I wish I had found more relaxed moments or lighter moments or, you know, I, I also feel that um, you and I, our characters kind of 
became victims to the, the fact that we are the largest ensemble voyage, uh, ensemble Star Trek cast. You know what I'm saying? We had more series regulars than TNG did, DS9 did. We really did. And so when you have that many characters. DS9 had a lot of recurring characters, though. They're recurring. That's true. Yes. But in terms of the main oh, guys, all right. Yeah. But main dudes, uh, we, we definitely were more. We had nine. And when you have nine, you can't really pay attention to all of, you know, as a showrunner, you can't pay attention to all your kids equally, right? So some of them are going to get neglected. Mm -hmm. And I feel that, you know, Kim is definitely victim of that for sure. Mm -hmm. And Paris to some extent too, unfortunately. All right. So, um, you know, we, we, we go on the bridge, uh, the tractor beam hits us. Again, I thought the shaking to that tractor beam was just way over the top. It was <laughs> overcorrection. I know we got better at it. I really think our, our cast... You know, as the years went on, we were we were uh, solid with all the shaking and right. all, all the Star Trek tricks you need to learn. But at that point, we were still finding ourselves. Um, yeah. I also felt like Bellana was not very sympathetic. Um, I think she got there by the end of the episode for sure. Yeah. But um, I think Bellana suffered from kind of what I would criticize with my own performance or character. Right. It was she was just coming off very unlikable and unsympathetic, and it wasn't until um, very deep in the episode that you start to go, "Oh, I see that Captain's hitting a little too close to home." And she, yeah, Lana apologizes later on. But I thought it was a little long to go in our story without without wanting to cheer for her. She was you know, really. I thought that was okay, though. I, I felt oh, really? like I like yeah, I like the tension for the extent of the episode. I thought that that was necessary. Um, uh, I feel I thought, like I wish I wish that I in rewatching it, I wish that there had been something with her character early on where you saw a softer side or you saw something. Even the scene with Chakotay where he brings it up and she's like, if there had been something where you kind of went, "Wow, this means a lot to her," or right. I really want her to get this because she's a likable person. If something right. happened there, then I could have put up with the the nastiness for a while. But I felt like I was getting to the point in the episode where I was like, "Really? I don't know if I want Bolana to be the, she's <laughs> the engineer jerk. She's <laughs> like she doesn't deserve it. No, she's a jerk." But uh, but to, anyway, she got there. It got there very deep in the episode, but it was a long time to wait for it. Yeah. Um, I wonder how many times uh, Bellana uh, Roxanne hit uh, Beltran with that that metal thing when he was coming in. Thing, she kind of thing went right between his feet. It was yeah. amazing. It, was it like, hit the oh, hit the floor and floor went right, right, right between. between. His, it was crazy. Yeah, yeah, in the brief, I have a note in the briefing room um, when we're sitting there. The doctor, uh, the doctor says. 21 crew members are experiencing symptoms. And right when that happened, Megan goes like, coronavirus is what she yelled out. <laughs> I was like, okay. Um, I did not like my scene with Tuvok in the corridor when I'm talking and I'm kind of gossiping about, hey, did you hear about the fight that happened? I, I will say, I, I, I can understand why maybe yeah. you didn't. It's a, that's a, those are always tricky scenes, those kind of walk and talks and you're yep. up a lot of stuff. Yep. I thought when you did your headache, it was a brilliant shatner headache <laughs> classic oh, i oh, am feeling oh, yeah. oh. <laughs> megan crazy. said the same thing she goes nobody touches their head like that if they're really having a headache you, had a, you were being hit with like the shatner <laughs> the ghost of shatner just banged you upside the head okay uh, at this point i'm going to say right now like yeah. back back in the 90s 
there used to be, I remember people used to come up to me and say like, so do you, do you, do you hope to be a film actor? Because there is that definite delineation between television acting and film acting and film acting being film actors and film acting being a cut above TV. Now the difference is this, we have one to three takes and no rehearsal beforehand. We don't have a table read, anything like that. One to three takes to get this done. You do your own homework, you come in and do it. If you're Matt Damon and you're doing a movie, you have 150 takes of the same scene. So you're bound to look like you're a thousand times better. So I took so much offense when people were saying, well, maybe when you're older, you can be a film actor, a better actor. And <laughs> when you're older. It, yeah, when you get bigger or more mature. And it just bugged the crap out of me. But that you know that choice to yeah, grab my head with tv is like i I, th- I loved it i thought it's it's classic star trek dude it's like okay okay I but i also robbie i was still grappling with de- uh, looping that was another looped uh, ep- yeah. uh dialogue yeah, yeah, yeah. where where i think when people are watching it they're gonna say like wow that was kind of crappy acting and again the looping i'm not used to it it's just the second episode so you know I'm what else i noticed that. you know what else i noticed i think it was another briefing room scene not long after that yeah. I noticed that sculpture on the back wall in the briefing room. What, what sculpture? Hell? Which sculpture? There's like this sculpture, art sculpture on the back wall of the briefing room. And, and it was behind somebody's head. And all of a sudden I was like, oh my God, I remember that sculpture. <laughs> it was just so random and weird. And like, why? Why is Oh my that? God. You'll have to look next time. That is odd. Um, I, I also I, noticed that Beltran's salt and pepper hair look great. I don't know why they started coloring that. I have the same note. I have the same damn note. He looks fabulous with salt and pepper. And then out of the blue, I don't know what episode it happens later on. They just tell him, you know what? You're dying it. And they yeah. died it all. It, it was gone. And it yeah. just, it gave him so much more um, gravity with that. Um, oh, back on the bridge when we clear up the distorted message by remodulating the EM band and we realize that it's Janeway's hail. And then we see on the view screen that it's Voyager. This is your scene when you stand up and go, it's the Voyager. And I remember on set complaining about this saying, what the, I said, why is he saying the, why doesn't he just get up and say it's Voyager and somebody on the set. Remember how they were so strict about say it exactly as written down exactly how it was written. We had no leeway. But here's the other thing about that moment I'd forgotten. We never did the shots towards the green screen or the view screen until second unit. I don't know if you remember that, but we would almost never do those shots. So because I sat down front, whenever I turned around and had lines back to you guys, we wouldn't get it until I'd do it on the second unit on a green screen shot. Really? Yeah, so if you notice my hair looks different, everything, because I shot that without without okay. any of you guys there. Nobody oh, okay. was there. So okay. they just had a shot of me standing up and saying it. And I remember when we filmed it, I was like, wait, why are we doing this? Like, why can't we just shoot it when okay. shoot the rest so, of the scene? And they're like, no, it's a vis effects. It takes too much time. We right. do it in the second unit. And also, just so the fans know out there, a lot of times we, we had a removable, we had a view screen that was, you'd br- bring it into the bridge and you brought yeah. it out, right? So that whole wall had to come that in. That wall had to come in. We so we light a green screen and get it balanced just right. And it took yeah. time. So yeah. they would often do all those shots looking at the view screen. Right. The second unit pickup. Robbie, for the. Yeah. For those who don't understand what second unit is, can you just give a brief description and just say yeah, what it's that usually is? it's not the main day that you film the scene. So you film all the other stuff and then you go back on a, a second pass and right. pick up little things that are usually visual effects or 
Right. You know, stuff that might be take time that you don't want to waste the full company's time. Right. And is it with the main crew, main crew members? Not or is it other, No, right? usually sometimes a smaller crew. So, right. And probably not the director. It's somebody else, uh, an assistant director that's doing this. Uh, the visual it, effects supervisor. Or, that's who it's doing it. Okay. And it's the same way, like we're tapping on the, on our consoles, like instead of recording, instead of uh, filming our hands, you know, pushing buttons, it's usually second unit that is, is filming yeah. our stand-ins hands. And they actually, did they do that with you? They brought in people yeah. to look to see if their hands looked similar to ours oh, yeah. to, to use them for that. I also By have a way, that there was something in the, in the briefing room where I said, let me see if I understand this or something, you know, I forget exactly. exactly. Yes. I, that's what I was saying. And you said, am I, am I making any sense here? Am I making any sense? Janeway, Janeway goes, no, but I, that's okay. <laughs> and I thought that's a flirt. She's flirting with you right there. By the way, I was making the most sense of anybody because all of their techno babble was full of crap. Like that was made up science. I, I felt like at least for, for Paris, like that's what I loved about Paris. He kind of go, all right, wait a minute. Are you saying like the bus picks up the people and takes them to the bus stop? Like I would put it into like layman's like, terms. Layman's terms. All right. They would be saying all these fancy words about you know warp particles. <laughs> so I thought I made total sense, and and the captain was wrong. Okay. Did you think that Jamie was, was a little flirty way, with you? Rebecca said while we were watching it. Rebecca goes, yeah, it's all about lady power. And I was like, yeah, they just got to keep Paris in place because it's about Balana and Janeway getting to the moment where they say at the same time, warp particles. And yeah. then Janeway, when I get up and say, hey, you need the guy to fly the sh shuttle into this thing. She's yeah. like, no, I'm going to need this lady. And so the ladies go and uh, fly the shuttle. So it was all about lady power. Rebecca was right. It's all about all right. lady power. So. so do you not think Janeway was flirting with you? Because literally when you say, am I no. making any sense here? And Janeway says, no, but that's okay. I could have easily heard the next part of her speech would have said, that's okay. Cause you're cute. Cause you're, you know, it seemed. Oh no, I didn't think so. I thought it was, right. I thought it was very condescending. Like okay. no, you're not as smart as me and this Balana who's, but it, for the story, it was great because yeah. Balana does need to impress Janeway and connect right. with her and earn that that position. So I get why they did it, but it was okay. just funny how they kept hitting it so hard with them literally like saying the same thing at the same yeah. time. Later on when they said, which ship do we pick? Port, starboard. Like they say the sa they're speaking at the same at time. same time, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, uh, referencing what you just talked about when you, when you offered to fly the ship. Um, yes. It's so funny because uh, Megan was like, wow, look at that. Once again, in the second episode, he talks about how great of a pilot he is. And so let's go ahead and see how many times throughout this series he says he's the best pilot yeah. you could have. So, yeah, exactly. um, and that's also when she, she says, Belana, you're with me. And then now both Keely and, and Megan are impersonating uh, Janeway. Belana, you're with me. So that, that became the line that they started saying over and over yeah. again. So... Uh, that was fun. Yeah, and then they, they go out there and they do their shuttle business. And uh, and then uh, Chakotay is like, sits down in the captain's chair for the first time, as I recall. Yeah. Sits down, he's got the bridge and he sits down and talking about how there's only a couple meters on either side of the ship and right. that'd be dangerous. And I loved uh, Janeway coming in there and, and kind of saying, sometimes you just got to punch through. Yeah. You know, those kind of so things I thought were great for our yeah. show. It was it was just that very swashbuckling sort of 
let's go on an adventure. You yeah. Know, it's it's exactly, the do it. Yes. The do it thing, right? Yeah. Sometimes you just have to punch your way through. Mm-hmm. That's a great line. Um, and also, Chakotay had some great lines when he was talking to Torres and, in engineering. And she said, instead of breaking some noses, why don't you bend a few? You know? And I thought, ah, oh, there you go. I like that writing. Yeah. Um, Torres and Carrie make up, which was nice. Um, mm-hmm. Did you notice Carrie's voice sounded like mine? Yes? I didn't really. Really? Oh, no. Okay. They made the, the, Megan made that comment once again when we saw this one. Um, I love your ending when you're in sick bay, when you're messing with the doctor and, and you're like, I like you better this way. Like yes. Your tiny little self right there. I remember that, uh, shooting that scene. Cause I had to just look at a, I think they put like a, a I don't know what, a cup or something down there on, for an eye line for me to look at. <laughs> but I had come in early because I remember the scene when he started shrinking with, uh, with Cass. Yeah. They were shooting before and I come in early to shadow. And that oh, yeah. was the first, because I was like, how are they going to do that with him? And so I went in early to go watch, because I was sh- I already wanted to direct. And so I was, uh, I was shadowing. Uh, Just uh, to clarify, shadowing, Robbie's referring to shadowing the director, following the director, watching yes. what they're doing. Training. To get, training. Yes. 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 Learning about directing. And so I yeah. had gone in and, uh, and done that. But uh, so did, you, did they put um, did they put Jennifer Lean on an apple box uh, when he yeah, was? They put her on an shorter? apple box and yeah. they yeah they had him down. I remember going in and watching her do this and having to you know she was piecing it together and, yeah. and I was like oh that makes sense you're gonna do it on that cut and this line and you gotta decide where you're gonna show him shrinking. Yeah, I think that's anything else for that episode. No, I think that's the end of uh, you know our discussion for this episode for this week. So thank you everyone for joining us for Parallax. And uh, we'll see you next week for uh, episode three in season one. See you then. Bye, guys. Bye.